<laughs> so Renee is like, babe, you're not gonna oh, win this. Now you should have been cheering her she on. She said, as a matter of fact, too, she said, I'm gonna go get these shoes tomorrow. Not like she had to enter a raffle. Like, <laughs> no, I said, like, I'm gonna get luck. them. I'm gonna get them. Before they get in your Welcome into Montgomery and Company. I'm Renee Montgomery. Last week was a busy one. Woo! Serena and I was in LA for the Gatorade Athlete of the Year event. It was SB Week, MLB All-Star going on. There was a lot happening, jam-packed. I got to speak with all the Gatorade athletes. You're gonna hear a little bit from that later and you can check out the full interviews online on social media. But we also talked sneakerheads today and how Serena basically became a sneakerhead overnight. And she thought she was just gonna rock up, go online and purchase exclusive shoes. What was she thinking? I have no idea. Wild. We'll talk about that. And last, our guest, Sam J, a comedian starring an HBO show, Pause, is coming through. Let's go! What's up? So listen, there's been a lot of WNBA action, so that's what I'm going to talk about right now because I got to catch you guys up. You might have missed all the lit things happening. Don't worry, I got you. So first off, the Commissioner's Cup. It just recently happened in the Las Vegas Aces. Boy, I tell you, they came out swinging a 13-0 run to start the game. Asia Wilson had a little pep talk with the squad. She was like, yo, let's mess them up early and have some fun. I gave you the edited version. I love that they didn't censor the, the mics. That was lit. But it was dope because they did exactly that. They took a lead early and then they had control of the game the whole time. By the way, they went ahead and got 30 racks while they were at it. Not a bad day at the office. And then we have the news with Liz Cambage and she had an amicable divorce. And that word is difficult, so I'm not going to repeat it again. But they had a divorce and it was a friendly one. And if you're asking what in the world, I've never heard about people divorcing in the sports world. Well, you better get used to it because this year alone, there's been five divorces in the WNBA. Jantel Lavender and Indiana divorced. Angel McCautry and Minnesota divorced. Tina Charles and Phoenix divorced. Bria Hartley and Indiana divorced. And now Liz Cambage divorced with the Sparks. So this is a thing that I start seeing happen more and more with player empowerment. Players know they have a choice and players are just utilizing their voices. Three divorces happened last year in the WNBA, in case you were wondering. So it's just starting to pick up. But again, if players aren't happy, players are no longer staying where they're happy. So this is something that people get used to the term. I'm not repeating the A word again, but it's a divorce. Get used to it. And then last, we have some updates on the Brittany Griner case. Again, every time I say the Brittany Griner case, my heart just like starts beating fast because it's it's just difficult to think about someone that was doing the exact same things that I was doing and now just ha doesn't have their freedom. But I'm going to read a tweet from CNN that just breaks down what's recently happened. If you don't know, Griner gave her testimony today and I read on some articles that her testimony wasn't fully translated as it should be. Like she would, they were translating bits and parts of her translation. If that's the case, that's tough because I'm sure the only thing she wants to do now is get her, her, her voice heard and have people understand what's going on and even plead her case. And so I know that that probably had to feel difficult. And then CNN tweeted, 
The U.S. has offered to swap convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Bout as a part of an exchange for imprisoned Americans Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. So Paul Whelan, if you don't know, is somebody that's been in prison for years. And this is coming now. Biden administration is doing this. So all I can say is that my heart's prayers and everything is with BG and Paul and his family because I can't imagine, you know, Griner's been missing. Griner's been in prison a certain amount of days, but it's been a certain amount of years for Paul. So I just can't imagine what their families are going through. So all I can say is free BG, free Paul, and we'll keep you updated on what happens next. In other news, not WNBA news, I hope that you guys are caught up on everything WNBA, but I also got to catch you up on what's going on in my world. And the RMF Gala is happening on Friday, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday when it released. And if you're not, what's up? Listen to us on the day we release. Okay, anyway, we have the first ever gala coming through, and there's some big names, and I'm not going to say all of them, but I will say that our producer, Roy, is coming through. That is a big name, but I want to shout out Roy because he recently, he's going to get the 40 Under 40 award from the Legacy of South Florida, so I think that's lit. We also have Diddy coming through. No, not bad boy this, bad boy that. Not the one that just achieved the BET Lifetime Award. But we do have my Diddy coming through. We got some artists coming through. We got we got people coming through. We got have a DJ. The host is Bria Janelle. If you follow us at RMF Nonprofit, we tweeted that. We posted that. But it's going to be a vibe. Think gala combined with a cookout. There's going to be time to dance. There's going to be time to network. We're going to feed you. And then we're going to have an award show and we're going to just celebrate the people in the community making a difference. So in Atlanta, every year we're going to throw a gala. This one is pretty much sold out. It's getting there. So I'm excited. See y'all there. If you ain't there, we'll post about it. some real money like you gotta have a job if you want to be a sneakerhead and if you're a parent of a sneakerhead man listen may the odds be ever in your favor because it's just not like it used to be I remember when I was playing in high school it's like I every time I say that I feel old like I remember when but when (laughs) I was playing in high school we would make our team like basketball shoe whatever the newest Jordan out was so I remember one year it was the Jordan threes you go to the mall or your parents and they get you that shoe so that we all had the same shoe it was all lit it was the newest shoe out That is something that probably can never happen again in real life in a sense of you can't send your homies to go get matching shoes with you. Where are you going to get them from? You're going to have to get a robot. You're going to have to figure out the plug now. You're going to have to get your cake up because if you don't get it on the drop, it's probably going to be about three times the amount. A shoe that costs 200 could easily end up costing 600 and above if it's one of those shoes. Sneakers, man. And we're going to listen. And we got a sneaker head on the episode today. Sam J, you're going to see when she pop up on here that... She's a real live sneakerhead. You won't believe how many shoes she has. It's unreal. But we got a lot of moms on the call and we got a lot of people that have to deal with this sneaker situation is what I'm going to call it because people don't like the resellers. People don't like the hype beast. I got a problem with it because now I got a son that wears, hey, listen, any plugs, if there's any sneaker plugs, listen to this right now, holla at your girl. I don't want to pay <laughs> three times the amount, but if you want to be the plug and I shout you out as the plug, we can make it happen. Cause I got a son right now that loves Jordan ones. It's like, you know, he likes to stay fresh. He likes to have a plug. Shouts to Ufos. Y'all are our plug too. Cause you know, there's comfort too. I'm all about hey. my comfort too. So Oof. 
But sneakerheads is a real problem these days if yep, you're a parent. And it gets expensive for sure. Yes. Let me just start off by saying that my sister is the one, Renee Montgomery, <laughs> that started the shoe madness in my house. <laughs> And you know what? I thanked her for it because they was getting the regular Nikes. There was no Jordans in my house. It was <laughs> what colored Nikes are we going to get? We got the gray ones with the white check or we could get the black ones with the blue check. Those were the Nikes. They were coming to my house until my sneakerhead sister was like, my nephews can't walk around like this. They have to have some dope shoes. So she started sending them. I just wanted them. to have one pair. Listen, I didn't want she, that's what she said. She said they just need one nice pair and they can just wear with anything they want, but just have one nice pair. So she started sending them and they were excited. Well, let me just tell you what happened. So since I had never experienced buying these shoes, I just thought it was like Renee said, you either can go to the mall or something like that. So <laughs> Shannon in high school, his freshman year of high school, he wanted these Kobe's. Mm. had to have these Kobe's and so I'm like oh yeah yeah we'll get you some shoes I go online because he's like oh my you can't go to the store that's when I should have known I was <laughs> messed like, up what you mean they can't go to the store he was like you have to go online you're not gonna be able to go in the store and get them I said okay fine so I, I go up I was like okay what time are they releasing he tells me and I was so determined to get these shoes so I, I log in and could not get in and then <laughs> He's like, well, mom, you need at least three computers. Now, mind you, when he's back in high school, we were happy to have one computer, but luckily we had two computers. So then we're logging in between two computers with this one and that one and this one going in. Couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. <laughs> then you would get in. And this is where I was really mad. After an hour of trying to get in, I finally get in to a waiting line. Online. Yes, yes. A waiting line online. I get online, there's a waiting line type thing. It's like hold, and then it says to see if you have the shoe. You had to pick the shoe to see if it was available. You had to put it in your cart and purchase it before it was gone. I purchased those shoes three times before we actually got the shoe. And once we got that confirmation, I looked at Shannon very candidly and said, You will never, ever, ever put me through. I will never buy another shoe for so you wait, like this you got ever again. The shoe, though? We got it. And I told him never again. <laughs> wow. Never again. So that was that right there told me. That's a sneaker success story. Cause consider yourself lucky. Right. Everybody's not able because Serena, don't you have a very similar story? But I don't know if your results were the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Renee actually says that I'm I've turned into a sneakerhead overnight because I feel like I am going <laughs> through a little like sneaker phase. I don't know. She but is a sneakerhead now. She's not saying I kind of became. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a, and the real problem is she doesn't know how hard it is to get sneakers. She really has some cute sneakers. She does. Though. I feel like some really cute, they are really, really, really snakes. cute sneakers. Well, like like Nicole, before my idea of getting <laughs> shoes was just like going to the store and whatever. And so with Angel, I would just go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls or something <laughs> and get him. They would be name brand, but you know they wouldn't be like or, or maybe the outlet. I would go to the Nike outlet. But Renee told the same. She told me the same thing that she told Nicole. She said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we can't have Junior looking like this." So I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm, a, I'm gonna put you on game. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put him on game. And so I was like, "Oh, okay." So I, I go mm-hmm. online to look for these Zoe Dornbachers, however you pronounce them. I don't even know how to say it. Mm-hmm. And I told Renee, I was like, uh, the day before, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get these shoes." And she was like, "Wait, wait, what do you mean you're gonna get those shoes?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get the shoes. I she got the app, so I got the phones, I got the two laptops. I'm ready. I'm ready." 
And so I go, I didn't know. Cause like I said, growing up in New York, like people, everybody used to wear Jordans all the time. It wasn't even nothing like that. You, that was even so hard to get. You would just <laughs> go to Foot change, Locker baby. and get your Jordans. And even back then when it was easy to get, I never even wanted them. But now I'm like, okay, I want some Jordans and I want some exclusive <laughs> Nikes. And so I go to the app and like the same thing with Nicole, I enter a raffle and I'm like, a raffle. And I was like, okay, well, I, I might have a chance to win. I don't know. And then. <laughs> So Renee is like, babe, you're not gonna win this I thing. I was like, to I'm gonna her. win. I'm gonna get these shoes. Oh, Renee, you should have been cheering her on. <laughs> no, Renee is very realistic. She will. She does a good job. She said it as a matter of fact you. too. She said, I'm gonna go get these shoes tomorrow. Not like she had to enter a raffle. Like there's a chance. Like you need luck. She kept on <laughs> no, telling me I everything. Said, I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them. <laughs> Love I said, yeah, I'm going to buy these Nike shoes tomorrow. Okay, so long story short, I did not. It said the raffle was closed after like 10 minutes and they were sold out. I could not get the shoes that day. But <laughs> like Renee did say, they do go up, uh, you know, up to three times or even more of, you know, of their value. So they were like 100 bucks. They definitely went up three or four times and I got them on another site. So like a week that, after. look, Lord look see Cole, see what I'm saying? Now, now the fact that Serena's a sneakerhead is our problem because she gonna get the shoes regardless. <laughs> she gonna get them. Yeah, you no, can I'm always I'm get them. I'm gonna wait till a decent price. I'm not gonna pay like, you know, maybe, okay, so it, it depends. If the shoes are $100 and you could get them resale, maybe $300, that's probably the most I will go. Yeah, I, I think we should go into business with that, man. That's a pretty good That ride business up. is full. The reseller business is full. But I know you everybody's know like, you pay People 300 you don't know nothing about Listen, sneakers. Listen, and when we talk mm-hmm. about sneaker heads, it applies to heel heads too, because I know Snook done dropped some pretty bags on some of her shoes. So sneaker heads, it ain't just y'all. Folks wearing heels is in on this too. Well, you know, I, I do have a lot of shoes and, and <laughs> I don't know if any of my shoes rival the cost of the, the sneakers or whatever, but you know, <laughs> you, you have to invest in a good pair of uh, like the little black dress everyone's supposed to have. Have, you yep. have to have those Staple. nice black pumps too. So you want to spend some good money on your pumps. So uh, you know Prada. There's a whole lot of them. And Renee likes those red bottoms. So she's talking about sneakerheads. <laughs> Uh, she also has some uh, nice uh, heels what? and things, Listen, doesn't she, Serena? This is about you, not me. I'm <laughs> no, like, you can't get Prada and TJ Maxx. She uh, said, I'm get my shoes from TJ Maxx. She my, said, right, my right. She said, you ain't going to have Diddy on here asking me no questions. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you ain't going to talk no noise. So what are your thoughts on this whole sneakerhead thing, Snookabooka? Well, I mean, you know, if that's what you wear, if that's what you like, I've noticed it's become, I think, uh, in recent days, a lot more popular than it was back in the day you know Mm -hmm. if you had one pair of sneakers that were decent then you had your ones that you could play around in get in the dirt or mess around in. (laughs) you had your dirty pair you had your clean pair but back in the day they would have thought it was ludicrous for someone to have over three or four pairs Oof. of sneakers. So times have, have really changed. Times have yeah. changed, That's kind of like my my one YSL purse that I have. I wear it all the time because I'm like, look, that's my one good purse. I'm going to wear it as much as I can until it's worn out. And oh, I don't babe, care what nobody says. I'm some more purses. See, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. She do be wearing that YSL Shots fired. Purse. Shots fired. <laughs> Mine's worn out too. My, <laughs> mine's worn out too. I'm not- 
Are you saying I need to get you a new purse too? <laughs> Look, that's where we go. And I'm gonna wrap it up just on that note. Listen, sneakerheads. I'm sorry for the parents of sneakerheads and snook. I'm sorry that I'm the parent of these women that need new purses. Cole, <laughs> need one too. My goodness. Hey, if you if you gonna hand them out, I take a YSL any <laughs> day too. Dan gonna have to cut the check. Dan, you gonna have to raise the check. I, listen, may the odds be ever in your favor to sneakerheads. We have Sam J, a comedian starring in the HBO show, Pause. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I want to start out because I got questions. So you're a comedian and comedy is just not a traditional route. And I'm really curious on there's not a certain pathway that you can go to be a comedian. So like, how did you get into it? And and like, what was the moment where you knew like, all right, this is what I'm doing? I mean, I think I always like liked it or was kind of interested in it, but I was just a little like afraid to try it. One day I just went to a mic and I just kept going. Like I just kept going to open mics and Three minutes turned to 10, turned to 15, turned to 30. It kind of just built it up like that. And so we're like, in the beginning, what was that like, though? I mean, you just going up on stage having to make people laugh. Like, I mean, like, what, like, what, what, like, tell me about it. That don't seem, wow. you say it like it's right. simple. You must have been funny in <laughs> class, but most people ain't going to get up and talk in front of people, whether it's three minutes, five, 10, whatever. I mean, I think by the time I like really was like, this is what I, I'm going to try it. I'm like one of those people that plays out like every possible scenario in their head and then goes like, okay, it could go this way, it could go this way. So I knew like going in, like it was going to be awkward, you know, and just kind of putting that in my head made it less awkward. And I knew going in, I was going to be uncomfortable. I knew going in, like people probably weren't going to like me right away. You know, I just told myself all this kind of stuff like up top. You prepare for the worst is what it sounds like. Yeah, and I was like, so just, you know, don't sweat it. Praying for the best. Yeah, (laughs) just don't sweat it because like that's that stuff is bound to happen and it's about like your perseverance, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, okay. I got a question since I know that you've written for an award show before and we always see those presenters go up there and they read these one liners and I'm like, Sometimes they're the worst one-liners known to man. So who's writing them lines? Like, who's writing them lines, Sam J? Because them presenter old lines, it's like, what's going on there? Like, who's writing that stuff? I mean, the writers have to write it, but uh, it's not really like... 
our fault uh, per se <laughs> that it doesn't uh, go well. You talk about it's the delivery. So you say in them one liners, it's the delivery is not the writer's no, fault. No, it's like a lot of stuff. It's like you can write something and you think it's funny for somebody, and then like their PR reads it and they're like, oh, they don't want to talk about chocolate ice cream. You know what I mean? And you're like, I guess. And sometimes delivery is everything. Yep that too and so you have to change it because they're not comfortable with the joke or they want to put their own stuff in it that process is just a a crazy process tell me about it because like we hear about award shows we've all seen award shows but like you know there is so much that goes behind it you're a writer for the for you've been a writer you've been there so is it like like how long in advance do you guys start writing are you assigned a particular person like what is like, how does all of that work? It's like two weeks, probably the room goes wow. up two weeks before the, the show. That's it. And then Oof. they just keep telling you to write random stuff. Oh, you're just kind of like in a room. And then they're just like, we need, they call it patter. Oh. And they'll go, we need like patter for like Chloe Bailey. And this is what she's presenting. Wow. And that stuff nice. keeps changing too, because it's all so last minute and it's based on people's availability and like all types of stuff. So that stuff can keep changing around like who was a presenting what or if that person's even going to show up now and like mm-hmm. so you're kind of always like flipping it around and then you're going to people's PR a lot and like you know PR people aren't funny so they'll just be like oh I don't <laughs> get it you know like that's and then they'll try to like tell you you got to do something else and so it wasn't my uh favorite experience as a PR person I feel you <laughs> I I do PR for Renee and I can definitely attest to that. I am overly serious sometimes. So we apologize in advance for those things. (laughs) I love that though. So is it like, does everybody everywhere you go? Because right now I'm just waiting on you to be funny. Like, is that all the time? Like everywhere you go, everybody's waiting on you to be funny. No, I mean, you are funny. I'm just saying like everywhere you go is everybody like, tell us a joke. Tell us right now a joke. Not really. Sometimes it happens sometimes, but not often. People are generally cool so far. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you're about to appear soon opposite of Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill in an untitled feature film for Netflix. Oh, wow. Talk to me about it. That's a big deal. I'm going to say it again. Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, you are about to appear soon alongside of them. Talk to me about that. And like what moments like that? I mean, started out doing a little bit of comedy as you said three or five minutes now you on netflix now you getting awards like talk about it well the movie i'm excited about it i haven't seen it yet so i don't know (laughs) uh what it what it's like i've been told it's really good from a few people and (laughs) that it came out well doing it and in in making it was super uh surreal because i had never done a movie before and that was my first movie. And I was like, whoa, this is like everybody, you know, like Eddie's in it, Jonah's in it, Nia's in it, Lauren London's in it. Nia who? Long. Nia Long. What other Nia? I, I was like, what other <laughs> Nia? Just making sure. Mike Caps is in it. Kim oh, Whitley's wow. in it. So oh, wow. it was like a, all-star cast. like a big deal. Yeah. And I was like, you know, fresh behind, like wet behind the ears as far as movies were concerned so i was definitely like nervous at first but uh jonah was really awesome about just being so chill that it was easy to be chill oh that's what you know what i mean i think that's the like advantage of working with a vet like jonah is he's so chill on set and he's so like 
it'll get done. Don't worry about it. That it made it like super chill for me and it made it kind of easy for me to kind of step in and, and do what I needed to do. And also a uh, shout out to Kenya for uh, casting me. I thought that was really cool of him. Yeah, shouts to Kenya Bears. Um, so how did that come about? Like, how did you get casted? There's a lot of funny. You listed a lot of funny in that movie. I don't know. You're making this feel like a lot of pressure. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's good? You're like, you better be good. You better be good. Cause it's lit. No, it's lit. Like, you're in an all-star lineup and you're an all-star in the lineup. I'm just trying to give you your flowers, Sam J. Okay. Nah, I mean, Kenya just like, honestly, he like called me and he was like, I wrote this thing with Jonah and we think you would be great in this role. And like, Jonah really is into you and I think you would kill this and like if you want to do this it's yours and I was like huh (laughs) and he was like yeah no if you want to read it and you're into it then like I really want you to do this thing and I think you could be really great in it and I read it and it felt like a role that I could like handle it did it didn't feel like out of my reach and I was like I feel like I could do this and um but I was also like dang this is crazy because I'm playing Jonah's best friend so this is I didn't expect it to be so much what? uh lines I was like oh wow this is like actually like being in a movie but I don't know <laughs> I, I, I thought I was just gonna like slide through and be like yucka yucka and then like leave you know but I was like all right no! <laughs> okay it's just like I gotta like be in it be in it so I don't know it was challenging but I felt ready for it and um I try not to like run away from things that kind of scare me and like run towards them. And so I was like, oh, this is making me a little nervous and giving me that like butterfly feeling. Then it's probably something I need to do. And um, if it doesn't work out and I'm terrible, I'll just go do stand up. And that's kind of how I looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great way. Look, we had a backup plan. The yeah, plan I was like, B. well, I'll just go do stand up and make fun of myself for being bad at it. So it'll all, it'll all work out. So did you enjoy it, though? Is there more acting on the horizon after that experience? Or you're like, I'm just going to kind of stay in my comedy stand up lane or is now that kind of opened up a whole new world for you. Yeah, of course. Like when you, whenever you do something and you're like, oh, I'm kind of capable of this. You're interested to see like how far you can take it. Uh, but I don't know that I'm necessarily like pressed. I'm not like running around looking for roles. I just feel like the right stuff will will come to me as long as like I keep working and, and putting my most authentic self out there. You know what I mean? And um, I have uh, other things that I'm doing right now. So I'm not really like super, like oh what's the next movie but i'm also not like no don't bring me any more movies you know you you have an incredible resume you've written for snl you're starring hbo so who are you inspired by who are your comedic inspirations i don't i love so much comedy and, and so much comedy has like formed my identity over the years you know what i mean and like different phases i was into different stuff you know like when i was a teenager i was really into like the state and kids in the hall and like Beavis and Butthead and like kind of like alt comedy stuff like that. Mr. Show and and, like alt comedy stuff. I went through a whole like Fly the Concords and and like all that kind of alt stuff. And of course, like the classics, Eddie's, the Chris Rocks, the all the Kings of Comedy, the the Bernie Max, Dale Hughley's, like all the OGs, Wanda Sykes, Mm -hmm. Janine Garofalo, Sarah Silverman. I just like stand up. So you study the greats. David Wayne's. Yeah, I just always loved stand up. I didn't even realize I was studying it. I don't think I just liked it a lot and watched it a lot. And I didn't even realize what 
about it was like downloading in my brain, you know? I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> I guess it doesn't feel like studying, you know, but... You no, know. it just felt like doing something I like. We yeah. enjoy it. Right, exactly. You talked about you have a lot of different things going on on your own, and that is a beautiful thing because you aren't waiting on anything. Each week you host a party at your apartment where you have guests explore topics, conversations, and expand further. So can you just talk about it? It's called Pause with Sam J. It's created by Sam J and Prentice Penny, but can you just talk about it a little bit? I mean, Pause is a late night show, uh, technically, but I don't think it feels like any other late night show that you've ever seen. But it is a late night show. It lives in the late night space. Um, we tackle evergreen topics uh, versus most late night shows like tackle current events. Um, we kind of chose to go the other way and, and talk about these kind of more... Uh, macro feelings and evergreen things that we feel like people are constantly struggling with have some real conversations around them and then go out in the world and interview like real people with real life experience about the topic and um, make some jokes all the way through it you know have some fun and, and be silly all the way through it and um, people seem to be into it which is cool because I, I didn't know how that was gonna go either uh, I was like, when you create something that you don't know, people are going to really rock with it. And then all of a sudden people are rocking with it. Yeah. Like, that's the best. No, it is really cool. And I, I uh, again, I had never been in like the late night space at all. So and I had never yeah, that's hosted a big space. I never hosted my own show. So we were just kind of like from scratch and trying to figure out what was going to be the best vehicle for me and how it was going to work. And um, thank God for Prentice being very open to me just coming in with like crazy ideas and being like, what if it's this? And him like, okay, let's try it. So that really helped us like find the show identity and, and, and what it was going to be. I love that. Now, Pause with Sam J received a nomination. Multiple ones I'm looking at Ooh. here. Comedy, variety, sketch series from the Writers Guild Awards in 2022. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Everything again. You created it and, and people are rocking with yes, it. Yes, female creators. Now, I can't let you go before you are sitting in front of a beautiful display in my eyes. Oh. And it's a bunch of shoes for, I'm listening. You're talking to a former athlete here. Yeah, I was checking that out myself. <laughs> okay, we're talking. So I realized that we are also talking not only to a comedian, actress, we're talking to a sneakerhead right now, okay? Yeah. So when did your love for sneakers start? How many pairs of shoes do you have? We see about 20 pair right here minimum. Uh, Probably, I don't know, maybe like 200 or something. What? Um, <laughs> what? No, it's not. It's Talk not a cool. It's not a wow. good thing at all. Don't say it so shamefully. That's, um, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But I always like sneakers <laughs> since I was a kid. Sam J, that's goals. This is, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be telling me it's not a good thing. There are people that will look at this and say it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, there are a lot of people who are going to disagree yeah. with that statement. My nephew, <laughs> my son, there are people yes, that will mine look too. at that. So what's your favorite shoe? Like, what's your, what's your guilty pleasure, I would say? Like, my son, Jordan ones are his weakness yeah like, that's it that's what it is what like would you have a shoe that's ones. like is your, is your, is no, one, yeah. Classic. one is my that's <laughs> the one i have the most of it's my favorite uh jordan i don't know they're just so they're clean and like pretty much put them with anything they're super like they're not like Fast. bulky like they're slim so they look like yeah. good with pretty much anything like some yeah, shoes are like yeah. kind of bulky so you got to put them with the right pants but like a jordan you can kind of mm -hmm. just jordan one you can just kind of put it with anything so that's probably my favorite. Which is classic. What's the most exclusive, hard to get pair you got? Uh, I got a, a pair of trophy rooms. 
Jordan won trophy rooms. There it is. There it is. Wow. Well, there, wow. there it is. Okay. There it is. And she's so casual goes. with it. Too. I know. You are like, listen, the most, I'm going to have to flex for you. You a little too humble. I'm going to have to flex for you. She got over too 200 modest, pairs too of shoes. She's been nominated on top of nominated on top of nominated. She sat with Jimmy Kimmel Live. She's created her own stuff. She's going to be acting alongside Jonah Hill, mm. alongside all the other all-star cast sam J. what's next what you got coming up next then what are you looking forward to oh, i'm working on some projects uh i got something i'm working on with hbo that's more like a series possibly maybe um mm-hmm. you know hopefully another stand-up special yes yeah that's about it right now nice. trying to like take a <laughs> i think that's enough stuff you know i'm always thinking about stuff and <laughs> do you need to say need some downtime <laughs> yeah i need a little downtime definitely <laughs> trying to go to spain in september hopefully Ooh, i'll get out of here nice. yeah i want to go to spain really bad everyone's Ooh. like why spain i'm like i don't know it just sounds like it would be a fun spot because of the hours really yeah. everyone tells me like they do everything late and it's like i'm a comic so that they like kind of that kind of works to my clock you know what i mean because i'm, I'm up yeah. late. creative hours yeah so i'm like oh that'd be nice to go somewhere you'll come back from spain and you'll have all this new material that you'll be creating and, and, yeah. and stuff yeah. to talk about so that that's always good <laughs> yeah inspiration seeing something yes. different for sure yes well you're an inspiration and you guys can check out bus down on peacock I'm telling you right now, Sam J, you are popping. Yes. Keep it moving. You're the most humble comedian <laughs> ever, baby. You better start letting them know. Say it with your chest. <laughs> and pause, pause on HBO, yeah, right? Pause yes. on HBO. Yes. We got bust down. We got we writing things. Okay, we've done MTV. We've you're doing a lot okay now we going to spain we're gonna get some material there <laughs> hope you get some rest here sam thank day you. and thank you for joining us here on montgomery and company thank you guys for your time it was very nice to meet you guys as well We have MoCo on the go. So we were live at the orange carpet, not the red carpet, the orange carpet for the Gatorade Athlete of the Year event. I got to talk to all the athletes. It was a whole vibe and energy. And MoCo on the go, we're gonna be, this is our first one, but we're gonna be at events, sporting events, concerts. We're gonna be festivals. You name it, we're gonna be there. MoCo on the go, coming to an event near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you. 
So last week, I was at the Gatorade Athlete of the Year Awards, and it's for high schoolers, but you guys don't get that in your brain. This is not your average high school awards show. It was star-studded. J.J. Watt was there presenting. Taylor Rooks was the host. There were college stars and Haley Jones, amongst others. This was a big deal. There was an orange carpet, and that's where I came in. Twelve athletes were honored, and I had the opportunity to talk to who was there, and it was exciting because you could just see that, you know, imagine when you were going from high school to college or maybe you're about to do that now but there's a certain excitement so I wanted to talk to each athlete about that I started with Avery Carlson who's heading to Baylor Avery well I graduated this semester early so January was my first semester there so I already had a class. so tell me about it what's the vibe it was great I love it yes it was awesome yep um, I just love it love it love it Avery and then I got a chance to talk to Cade Flat, who's going to Ole Miss Okay. I'm from a small town, Kentucky, real rural, uh, Marshall County. So my city's about 4,000 people. So I was, you know, up on, on the like pool, looking at the infinity pool this morning, yeah. up on the roof. Did you get a couple over. photos though? Did yeah, you get I got, some a few, got a few photos. Looking over <laughs> Beverly Hills and LA skyline. Was like, That's crazy. Well, you look like you belong here in LA. You're going to the University of Mississippi. Why'd you choose that? It's just, you know, everything fit. Checked all the boxes for me. Uh, it's, you know, it's far, but it's not too far from the house. Uh, yeah, they got a great program. I like the guys. I like the coaches, so I'm ready to roll. And what events do you run? 800 meters. And so what are you bringing to the team, just you, Kane? Just me. Just me. Love how he talked about his experience in L.A., coming from the country. I feel that. And then we had Colin Salman, whose sport is cross-country, and he's going to northern Arizona. Colin? They have the best coach, best team in the nation right now. They've been on top for the last six years in a row, so they're, they've proven themselves over and over again. So I'm just, I just want to join them and win some more national championships. Win some more? I see you through that. How many have you already won? Uh, we've won two officially, one unofficially. Excuse me, okay. And so what do you bring to the team at Northern Arizona? Um, I'm hoping to be on their starting, their starting team, their varsity team, and hopefully be a scorer on that national team. We're going to hear a little more from Colin because he ended up winning male athletes of the year go Colin and then up next we had Grady Dick and Grady Dick's sport is basketball baby side note Grady plays in Bel Air not the Bel Air that we know for LA but another Bel Air and yes they do call him the Fresh Prince of Bel Air I thought that was wild but Grady is also attending the University of Kansas who as we know are the re reigning champs for the NCAA so I talked to him about going to a school that's booming right now you're going to the University of Kansas who recently just won a whole championship what was that like watching them on their final four run it was great it was actually funny uh, I was on my way to this little hoop summit USA thing. It was like right when I got on the plane, it was their halftime. Uh -huh. And they were down a lot. And you landed? It was looking bad. And then I landed because I thought it was over. Uh -huh. They landed, found out they won. Crazy! And that's your new squad. What you bring into that championship squad? Just a lot of versatility. Just um, a good mindset. Team player. I love that. What are you excited about for playing for Bill Self? I think just what he's done in the past with you know, his players I'm telling you right now, Grady has it. The it factor, that boy got it, okay? And next up, we have Juliet Whitaker, whose sport is track and field, and she is heading to be a Stanford Cardinal. The girl is smart. 
Juliet? I'm just excited for the team aspect. I didn't really get much of that in high school, so I'm excited for the girls there. I'm already really close friends with them. Um, and obviously, you know, rigorous academics and a great athletic team, so excited. Okay, so the Gatorade High School Athlete of the Year is not only about sports, but it's the things off the field and everything. So what would you say in your world are you excited about that you're doing that doesn't involve track? Yeah, I think I'm excited just to get, you know, involved in as many clubs as I can. I tried to do that a lot in high school. I was like in student council and a bunch of different clubs. So hopefully in college, you know, I'll join a few different things, you know, obviously not have everything be running and just kind of, you know, be well-rounded and balanced. Best of luck to you, Juliet, who is now entering into Nerd Nation, which is a prestigious club. I mean it as a compliment, as you should know. And next up, we have Keegan Rothrock, and she is going to the University of Florida a baby so of course I had to ask her about that. Um, I'm excited to play with the girls in my class. I grew up playing with a lot of them as well and so I'm really excited to bring it full circle Enjoy that sun in Florida Keegan and then next up we have Kiki Rice who is a hooper just like Grady so you know I had to show some extra love to them. She's going to UCLA and we have a player on the Atlanta Dream Monique Billings who's also an alum there so I asked her about that amongst other things. I'm excited for everything there. I usually like, like what's not to love about LA. Obviously, super nice, and I'm excited to cut down that shit. You know, oh, some, yep, okay. yep, yeah. Put it out there. Uh, bring some championships to the women's program there, and uh, that's what we've been doing over the next four years. I love it. So, yeah. if somebody had never seen you play, how would you describe your game to them? I'd say I'm a like transition player. I love to attack, get downhill, um, you know, get in the gaps, and just draw them in. I love that. What does your family feel about you being here? Like, this is, wow. They're excited because, you know, who doesn't love to visit? Now, Kiki Rice goes on to win Athlete of the Year as well. So we're going to talk to Kiki a little later along with Colin. But next up, we have Natalie Cook, who is attending Oklahoma State. You're from Flower Mound, Texas? Yes, ma'am, I am. You're out here in L.A. Yes. How does your family feel about that? Oh, they were all amazing. <laughs> They're saying it's crazy. You're getting yes. LA, but you're going to join. Is it the Oklahoma State team? Yes, right? ma'am, I am. So, what are you excited about for oh, that? I'm so excited. Just get after it. I love all my ladies there, and I love my coaches. They're all sweet, and we're ready. We have nationals on our cross country course there this year, so we're excited. Dang. Go coach. I love hearing about people's time in LA because we went to LA at a very, very busy lit time, and all of these high school athletes got to experience it. Love it. Next up, then we had Nick Singleton, who is attending Penn State. You're going to Penn State. Y'all, your name is like your your own brand. What about Penn State excited you? You want to go there? Um, just when I went on my official visit, it just felt like home. Your coaches, you know, my family, such my parents. Okay. It just felt like home. And the coaching staff. So, what position are you again? Running back. Okay, so you're one of the engines of the team. What do you bring to the team? What are you going to be bringing to Penn State? I bring a lot of engines like that. My speed, my explosion is top notch. You got to check out Nick's social clip because him and I did a little collab on dreams and nightmares. He, I see my dreams unfold, nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game. And Nick said, yes, I do to Penn State, baby. All right, moving on to Riley Jackson. Now, listen, Riley Jackson is coming out of Georgia. So she came from Georgia to L.A. And she's in her junior year. So she's the only player there. So think about this. All of these are seniors that are the best of the best of the best. Riley Jackson rocks up as a junior and is standing amongst the best of the best of the best. 
I had to talk to Raleigh about that, and of course she's Georgia too, baby. So you're the only junior here at the Gatorade Awards. What is that like? Come on, Ivy, what is that like? I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, wasn't expecting to win this award because I was so young, but I mean, it's super cool to be around athletes that are older than me to hear about their experiences as well. So. That's crazy, and so you go to school in Roswell, Georgia. Yes. Have you ever been to, I have to ask, I'm one of the co-owners and vice presidents of the Atlanta Dream WNBA team. No way. Yeah, like what's up, right? Like, have y'all, have you ever been to a game? No, I haven't actually. All right, well, I'm gonna tell you this. You and your team, get in contact with our people. They're right here. Come out to a game, man. Yes, we're in Georgia together. So, yes, I'm still serious, Riley. If you or your team want to come to a game, holla at me. Everybody, my DMs are open. And last but not least, we hollered at my guy, Jacob Morell, and he's going to Georgetown, baby. So, you know, I had to ask him about them Georgetown Hoyas. That's a legendary school, Jacob. It's a great school. I think it's the best uh, combination of uh, soccer and school in the country. Jacob so what did your family feel about you being here in Hollywood? I mean, it, it's pretty cool to see, like, all these places you see all the time you hear about, you're driving by them, it's like, wow. And I know I told you guys that you need to listen to Nick's social clip of Montgomery and Lyrics, but you also have to listen to Jacob's because him and I do a literal duet of country roads. Y'all know I'm a mountain mama. Take me home, baby! But we're not done yet, okay? I have one more interview that I did and it was with the winners and we did it together. It was Kiki Rice and Colin Salmon. They are both Gatorade Athletes of the Year. A prestigious honor with names like Maya Moore, Paige Beckers, Jason Tatum. These are names that have won it before and now these athletes are in their same footsteps. So I had to talk to them about that. Casually beside two winners who both of y'all went up there and said the exact same thing. What did you prepare for coming here? You just was like along for the ride. I'm gonna start with you. This is Kiki Rice, a hooper that won. Like, neither one of y'all prepared to win, so you was just coming here to enjoy the vibes? Well, definitely coming here to enjoy it, but I mean, I knew it was gonna be so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of great athletes, so I just, tiny. yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but um, I mean, he's more than happy to have won the award. For it's sure. crazy, yeah. and what about you? So you was like, I'm just going to LA, I'm hyped to be here, mom, apparently, we're with me. What what's the vibes? I mean, it was cool just like just being with all the other athletes. I didn't expect to get it at all, and it's just like when I heard my name, it was just like a complete shock. Like you see, my mouth just dropped. Yes. Open. I was just, oh, and I was so excited. It's crazy, and you even said, like, you've been working hard for years. So a lot of people, they see this thing right here, and they're like, oh, wow, that's great, but you know the work that went into getting this. Talk about that, because that's, it. you're in a sport where that's more of a solo sport, so it's a lot of, like, self-motivation. Yeah, I mean, I have the best team in the world. They're, they're right up there with me. They were only, like, two seconds behind me. Wow. So, yeah, our team's, our team's great, and it's good to have them to motivate me. So, and I've been doing track. I've been running since third grade, so it's it's been a while. Um, it's been a lot of years, and then going into high school, it was just a whole different level, and just our team atmosphere is insane, and it's competitive, and it paid off. Love that, and, and you, okay, so they're just saying, you went with me shooting in the gym. All right, you was in the gym shooting. Now you're the Gatorade Athlete of the Year. You're going to UCLA, right? So first of all, you taking this with you, or you leaving this at home with my parents? Where's this going to be at? Where's the trophy going? Taking it to my dorm. <laughs> Let them know you get on campus. 
But talk about it. You didn't know either, but you put the work in. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you just never know, but I and I was confident in the work that I had put in, and especially being a two-sport athlete, so I was Gatorade mm -hmm. soccer player, uh, state soccer player of the year in UC, so I thought, you know, stop. that yeah. We gonna stop right there. You were Gatorade soccer player of the year and Gatorade basketball player yes. of the year. Yes. Now Gatorade athlete player of the year. Come on, Kiki. <laughs> Come on, Kiki. So basketball is your favorite? Yeah, basketball's my main sport. It's been what? Um, no, I've been doing my whole life. I've been playing soccer for a while too, but that's more of a side thing. Um, Dang! It was a side thing, and you catching up player of the year? What? Um, but no, I mean, it just is like an incredible honor, and I think playing both sports is definitely something that helped me out with this. I love it. So we do a podcast with Montgomery and Company, and it's with one of the people as a co-host is my mom. So what's your message to your parents right now? Because I was a West Virginia State player of the year I wasn't on the national scale okay y'all y'all are just squashing me right now but I was proud of my state player of the year for Gatorade but I know my parents put me in all the the places I needed to be so message to mom right now like parents right now like everyone that might not have thought this what's the like message to them yeah I mean just really a big thank you actually a funny story I was in like second grade I was playing football like little me playing football <laughs> I broke my arm my mom didn't want me to do football anymore pulled me out she did track in high school and college and then she's like just like try tracks and I was like okay just hopped in it for fun didn't take it serious at first and then it turned into this what? and yeah it's been incredible and I want to I want to thank my mom for introducing me to that sport and both of them have just supported me so much throughout the years it's i want to say thank you very much to them. i love that where'd your mom run uh she ran at the university of nebraska and azusa pacific university come on that's what's up and you too you even mentioned it when you accepted your award that the team around you your family talk about that support system because that's everything you talked about dc sports but talk about just your your upbringing your parents i think you know my family is everything and they're why i got this award honestly I'd say just my parents have been so supportive throughout my um, entire life, and you know my dad is—he's been my like—he's my first trainer. He started me on basketball. Same. I already yeah. know that. Vibe. In the backyard, yes. in the driveway, shooting on the hoop. Um, but I mean, I just without their support and their, uh, you know, they, they just push me constantly, and they you know they know I can be. Uh, they know what I can achieve, so I just want to thank their um, their constant belief in me, and then my brother is my is my training partner, and someone uh, they've always worked to be able to beat in one. I'm about to say you busted him up, Rangers. He beating you. What's up? Uh, no, he motivates me because you know we get in the gym and like you know he's physical, he's athletic, he's yeah. strong, um, and so just having someone to go against and to but to constantly like support and love me at the same time is something that you know, is invaluable. Every year, Gatorade does this same award show where they honor the top athletes, not just in their sport, but in the classroom, in the community, and it really is a beautiful thing. I love what J.J. Watt had to say to the athletes about how this is a time like where you need to remember and you need to, he wants to be a part of the club because he wasn't, I wasn't either. I was West Virginia Player of the Year. I was not a Gatorade Athlete of the Year. So this is such a huge honor. And I told them, listen, in the name, image, and likeness space, this is gold. So continue to build on your momentum. 
our show. I told you guys about what happened in the WNBA. Now I'm about to tell you guys what's about to happen in the WNBA. It is down to the home stretch. There are so many ties in the WNBA. There are so many teams that are playing so well. The WNBA is popping. Tap in. Tune in. The playoffs are coming up. The Atlanta Dream have a couple games this weekend. If you're in the A, come through. But listen, I'm just saying right now, it's hot outside in Atlanta. Turn up. Don't let the heat get to you, though. My sister Cole is letting that heat get to her. I'm going to have to calm her down. But tap in with us every week, you guys. We see the tweets. We see the messages. We see all the posts. And we appreciate you. And we're going to continue doing our thing here on MoCo, where it's a generational thing. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.